All right, well, um, earlier than promised, here is part two of our interview with Chris. Most of our stuff is just banter anyways and just kind of back and forth. If you got a chance to listen to anything, like you would realize there's no organization. I'm never prepared. Never. (laughs) Doesn't look like y'all prepared anything. (laughs) No. Yeah. We're not ever prepared. Uh, something that a lot of people may not know about you is that you are a and apparently it's still have no listeners that nobody's going to know anyway. No, 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 this is going to be the probably most listened episodes ever. That's episodes. one of the one things I've ever one the I've not gotten trouble very much in radio, but early in my career I made a comment on the air about something and I said, "Who cares? Nobody's listening," and I got in a lot of trouble in <laughs> station management. Uh, we won't get in trouble here. So. Sorry, no one's ever listening. We have no management either. So (laughs) we're all under the administration of John Durham. That's right. (laughs) This is so true. In our everyday life, he's probably standing outside the door right now. Most likely. Yeah, he's he's listening. He'll he'll listen now. Or working out tomorrow. He's working out. This is so true. Or reading his Bible and prepping his sermon. Let's give the man some credit. He's doing preaching Sunday. Yes. Okay. He's doing all those things at the same time. At the same time. All at the same time. He's working out, reading his Bible, and prepping his sermon. Gotcha. All right, we're we gonna talk about wrestling. Yes, here it is. You, <laughs> the big segment. The big segment. You were a wrestler at one point, correct? I'm wrestling in about three weeks. Really? Uh-huh. Whoa. Where? Dallas. Where? What? Rockwall. When? When did this come about? How uh, do we not know about this? How often do you still wrestle? That was about, about four questions at once. <laughs> so um, good luck. Less and less. I have not been on a regular schedule since 2013 i got hurt in 2013 and that was when i was like i don't want to do this anymore (laughs) you know i was i mean i was 35 which is at the time so i haven't done but i've done you know i may do this will be the first time in 2019 but i did three or four in 2018 like i'll just go and do a shot somewhere it all depends on who's there. If an old buddy, you know, because I, I mean, it's 19 years yeah. that I've been in it yeah. in some way, shape, or form. So you run across a lot of people and you make good friends. And if you, if you find out that you can take a booking where a buddy's going to be at, I'll, I'll. Uh, I didn't know that they had like recreational wrestling. It's not recreational. Come yeah. On, so here's awesome. the way I would describe it. So it's professional wrestling. It is. It is the production. It is the show that you see on television. Right. Okay. It's not. Olympic wrestling. Okay. It is WWF style with a ring and characters. Didn't know that. Yes. This is not like, I've never amateur wrestled in my I, life. That's I've never Olympic thinking. wrestled in my life. It's too hard. <laughs> it's Chris, a lot of. So I got a question for you. So for your. For me or for Zach? No, for, for you. For Wooly or for Sasquatch? <laughs> I got a question for you, sir. Um, so your first time in the ring. Disaster. Was it a disaster? So let me let me let me think. This is how I feel like it should it would have went down. So you're over there. The crowd is chanting, right? Like, okay, we talking first match or first, first time I was in the ring because those were both disasters, and I can tell you both stories. Okay, let me say first. Well, first time in the ring would still be the first match, right? No. Okay. No. First. First time first, in the ring, you just got to introduce your character. Uh, no, first match, first real match. Okay. 
people are chanting your name or chanting, get him, get him, whatever. Do you have a different name? Than, yes, of course. Than Chris Allman? Yeah. Yes. I adopted, so when my brother, y'all have got to be careful. I will talk for hours about this. We got nothing but time, baby. Um, well, this is like a two-hour show already. I adopted, is it really? No. No. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Feel free to stop me whenever we need to be no, done. No, we got. We, we have plenty of blackmail audio. Uh, oh no, I'm none of this. I'm not ashamed of any of this, <laughs> including the Matt McLeod conversation. You can pl- play it all. Um, so He's a weenie anyway. I adopted my brother. My brother and I started wrestling together. My brother was infinitely more talented than me. I mean, he was just unbelievably natural at learning the dance, right? So that's the first thing you understand about wrestling is it's a dance, right? You, you go out and dancing at, was it the Melody Ranch? Is that where people dance or whatever it is? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you could meet a girl and say, hey, would you like to dance? And you both know how to two-step, right? You don't have to get together and like, that's what wrestling is. You mm-hmm. go to wrestling school, you learn the steps, you learn how to be safe. There is wrestling school. Yes. Okay. I went to wrestling school. HBK. Yes. That was so... So there is a, you learn how to fall without killing yourself, right? You learn how to be on the offensive without actually punching someone, you learn how to work, right? That's what it's called. So learning how to work. Olympic wrestling, MMA, that's called shoot fighting. We are in a worked business, all right? So a work and a shoot are the opposite of each other. Okay. So if you and I just start fist fighting right now, that's a shoot. But if you and I start going through the motions of a professional wrestling match, that's a work, right? So if I use those terms, that's you'll know what I gotcha. mean. So we went to wrestling school at the same time, learned to work. I was terrible at it in the beginning. Like it hurt. I didn't know how to fall. I would get nervous and want to vomit every time I went out to the ring. So I decided to be a manager, right? The guy on the outside of the ring that just riles up the fans. Mm -hmm. Well, my brother was super talented and a natural at it. So he got real good at it. And he went by Angel because he jump off the top ropes and do all that kind of jazz. So about the time he got married, had a kid, retired, I started to get better at it and started to wrestle more. So I just took his persona. So starting in like 05, 06, I was just angel from that point forward because it's an easy thing for fans to chant, Mm -hmm. right? Like just angel. It's just easy. That's what you want, right? Um, So when I first, the first time I ever got in the ring, this all started at Mary Harden Baylor. Mm Mm-hmm. During the wrestling boom of the late 90s when Stone Cold and DX and The Rock and Goldberg like blew up, we were, yeah, I see you over there crotch chopping. That's dude. right. Hey, you think, you're the, you think you're the first person to crotch shop at Highland? DX? <laughs> I do it on Sunday mornings. What oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> every Sunday morning, that's how I seen it up there. As soon as we finish the dismissal song, oh, you just crotch chop yeah, as like a is. punctuation mark so hold on, on the service. Hold on. Before you jump into that, I got, I got, <laughs> I got to set this up. I want to know the mental mind state of you doing your dance out there. You walking out there, right? First time, you've been in there a couple of times, out of school, out of wrestling school, you're out there, they're chanting, Angel, Angel. All you hear, slow motion, you're getting out there, you're moving in, you hear your heartbeat, and then you get that first slap. Does it knock the sound back in? Do everything speed back up instantly after that, or... It's still to this day, and probably even more so now that I don't do it as often, I can't wait to get the first contact out of the way okay. because it's a really, really physical thing. Yeah. Like you learn to hit people really hard in really safe places. So it's an uber physical thing. So the first time that I can fall down and hit the mat, the first time somebody, you know, chops you mm-hmm. Ric Flair style, yeah. 
you're like, okay, that one's out of the way. Let's go. Rick Flair. You know? Yeah. So, so, but in the beginning, like falling and hitting the mat, it's called taking a bump. I couldn't bump. I would just bang my head on the mat mm-hmm. every time. And so the first time I was ever in the ring was at Mary Harden Baylor because we had decided, we were like, let's put on our own wrestling show. A bunch of idiot college sophomores and juniors. Yeah. We were like, let's Those build the best. Yeah. Yeah. Let's build our own ring and put on a show. We'll put out some flyers around campus. It'll be awesome. wrestling. <laughs> right. We're thinking nobody's going to come to this. So the first one we do is in the quad at Mary Harden Baylor, like in our apartment complex, 150 people show up. Yeah. We were like, what the crap? Like we're a bunch of idiot kids. We got to put on a show, but people were way into it. So we were like, let's do another one next month. Yeah. Probably 400 people show up. Oh, oh my, my goodness. The next month we do another one and like literally the, the place couldn't hold it. Like we sold it out. So then we, this guy in Dallas named Rob Vaughn, who was starting a ministry for wrestling. He wanted to use professional wrestling as a way to go into churches for youth events, you know, like just a healthier option as opposed to the DX and the stone cold yeah. of that time. So he heard about what we were doing through a mutual friend called us and was like, Hey, I'd love to come see what y'all are doing. You can use my ring. Well, we had built a ring out of mattresses, right? <laughs> like falling on your mattress. My, my daughter Lane does that and she's fine. A wrestling ring hurts like a mug. It, it is a spring. Yes. It had a center spring. It was a yeah. boxing ring, not okay. a wrestling ring. Okay. So it had a center spring, no give it's two by fours, a thin layer of cushioning and then the mat. So we got in there and we were like, this is the coolest thing ever. And so, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. And running the ropes hurt. Like every time I bounced off the ropes, it left whelps on my back. And the first time I fell, it changed everything. Because I was like, being a wrestler is so hard. I thought it was super easy. Oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. So then he was like, why don't you guys get trained to do this? And that's when we would go to Dallas every weekend in 1999 and 2000. We went every single weekend to training. And it hurt so bad. All I wanted to do was vomit every single night when it was over from banging my head over and over and over because they say it's like getting in a car crash going 20 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. It's not bad one time, but a bump, I mean, you take 30, 40, 50 bumps in a match. Yeah. You take one off the top rope, just yeah. rattles your whole body. So my initial, like in the beginning, yeah, I, I couldn't bump. I hated it. Getting in the ring made me want to throw up. <laughs> the first match I ever had sucked. Oh, it was awful. We had the whole thing written out on a piece of paper. It was a guy against a guy named Aaron Milliken in Garland, Texas, and we had the whole match written out. Okay, I'll come out, and I'll get on this turnbuckle and pose yeah. to the crowd. Then you come out. Yeah. Okay, we'll lock up. I'll take your arm. I'll twist your arm. You sell it. Then you take the arm. Then I'll body sl- I mean, it was like four pages, and we memorized it, which is not how wrestling works. Right. So I hated it. Then one day it just clicked. Like, it didn't hurt anymore. I knew how to bump. I always understood wrestling. I always understood how to get the crowd involved, how mm-hmm. to get them riled up, how to get them on your side. I understood how you're supposed to lay out a wrestling match. It was just the actual physical act of wrestling I wasn't any good at. Right. So once I learned to do that, then I couldn't wait to get in the ring, right? Like I just I loved it. Mm-hmm. But then in April of 2013, like I did it for you know 12 years, April of 2013 in Fort Smith, Arkansas, I was just nervous all night. You know, I was like something's not right. Right. And got in the ring and was 30 seconds from the match ending. And I went to kick a guy and my hamstring just, no, it just, it didn't tear, 
but it just sent me to the ground in a heap. When wrestling, like they teach you like finish. It does not matter if you were hurt, you finish the match. Because it's the old school mentality Mm -hmm. of the fans don't know this is not real. Right? There was a time when people thought it was real. So you couldn't just say, oh, I'm hurt. The if I'm wrestling you, Dariq, 30 years ago, and you say my arm's broken, Mm -hmm. then what I'm gonna do is beat on your arm, right? Because that's what a bad guy would do. It's the junkyard dog, baby. Right. But now we're past the point of people believing wrestling's real. So when I got hurt, me and the other guy, it was just like, all right, let's go home. That night let's go to the finish. Well, he picked me up and threw me off the ropes and I just collapsed, like trying to take a step, collapsed. Mm -hmm. Miserable car ride home back from Fort Smith. I'm exhausted. I'm hurt. And I told my wife, I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. So from 2013 to 16, I didn't wrestle at all because my daughter was born right. and stuff like that. But it never gets out of your system. You know, like I still read about it. I still I don't watch WWF. I don't think it's any yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's others, Japanese wrestling. There's some smaller promotions that I like. And so it's just hard to get it out of your system. Yeah, you, you still know? got it. Still so, want to do it. So May 13th. Is that a Saturday? I got a, I got a, I got a shot in Dallas. Can't wait. I mean, I can. I want to. Have you been training for this? Nah. You just can go. (laughs) No. No. Do I look like I've been training? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you going in cold for lunch? Uh, I'm training. Well, I thought you were training. No, I don't really. I mean, at this point, like I'm going to do what I do. I'm the veteran in almost any match I go into, so I get to decide what we do. And nobody. May the thirteenth is Monday. Monday night. 18th? May the 18th. Oh, May the 18th. Okay. May 18th is it. So so it's not this overly produced, like everything's written out. You said that y'all did that, but that's not how it typically is. The last match I had, the last three matches I've had, I told the guys, I'll call it in the ring. So it was literally, we knew our finish. We knew that, like, you're Kelly, you're going to pin me. And then the other one's like, here's our finish. And I just told them, I'll call it in the ring. So... You just learn to communicate subtly in the ring. You communicate through a referee. There's various things. Um, if I'm holding onto your arm and I squeeze your hand, that's the no. That's the time for you to take over. Because mm-hmm. I can't remember anything anymore. I couldn't memorize a whole scripted wrestling match. And plus, if you script it out, you can't go on the feel, right? Like, you yeah. can't, if the fans are into something, you go with it. And yeah. If you script it out, you're beholden to the script. Right. You know? So there's no... Um, there's no uh, impromptu. What's another word? Um, spontaneity, mm-hmm. and that's what you want yeah. in wrestling. So it's my, I love it. So, so when you watch like WrestleMania and stuff, mm-hmm. are, do you pick up on some of their stuff? Oh, sure, sure. Um, um, yeah, because there's a formula to a wrestling match, you know, in the same way that like. There's a formula to a television show. There's a formula laying out a church service, right? Like this is when we do. So, you know, I could sit there and tell you everything that's about to happen. You know, I couldn't always tell you exactly, oh, somebody's about to run through the curtain, but I can Mm -hmm. tell you when this move happens, I could tell you somebody's about to run out from behind the curtain or somebody's about to come out of the sands. It's a formula. But the beautiful thing about wrestling is people don't care. They know it. The formula has been there for a hundred years people are into it and I can't understand yeah. why I can't understand why I love it as much as I do yeah. you know other than you grew up watching it man. I just do and I love like it's the hardest thing I've ever done being a being definitely. a wrestler is harder than any basketball I played at any I was gonna level. say there are definitely athletes to be able to land yeah. a certain way and have to do this day I mean, in and just day look out at the rock and you know what man like yeah. not to make this yeah, pod an athlete too before that too. Yeah. the rock yeah. 
was so charismatic and still is yeah. right. Like yeah. anything he does, yeah. but he was a great wrestler. He yeah. was not just a dude that was like, Oh, he can talk, but mm-hmm. he sucks in the ring. Yeah. Like the rock could go. Yeah. Austin could too. Triple H, like there were that era. Yeah. Those guys were, were really yeah. good wrestling. Now, the in-ring product is better than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. The most talented wrestlers in the world, save for a couple, work for WWF. Yeah. Their television product is terrible in the way they present them, but the in-ring product is as good as it's ever been. So yeah. so when they bring somebody in like, say, Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. and uh, they bring her into their... Was that this past <laughs> WrestleMania, or was that she? A, a she debuted ago? January 2018. Okay, so yeah, a year ago. I feel like I just saw... Like that video, not long. Yeah, ago. on YouTube. So weird. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's why I kind of popped back up every. Yeah. Case. Which one? Uh, where like her her debut, like she's like The Rock is there and okay. like calls her out of the. So stands. that was three years ago. Oh. Maybe even longer. So she made an appearance at WrestleMania. She was there as a fan. Fan, right? I mean, right. they paid for her to be there. Quote unquote. And Triple H started. And The Rock were in the ring mouthing. And The Rock went and got Ronda Rousey. So you had The Rock and Ronda Rousey on one side and Triple H and Stephanie on the other side. Mm. And they did that to promote later business, right? Like, man, if we could ever Mm -hmm. have this match, it'll make so much money. Because that's what it's all about. Well, The Rock has weird things in his movie contracts about an actual match, right? Getting insurance for Mm -hmm. movie contracts. They're not going to let you go. That's why he has a stuntman, right? They're not letting him go have a wrestling match. So that never happened. So last year... It was Triple H and his wife against Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. And Ronda Rousey blew me away because learning to wrestle is hard. Like you could be the best jujitsu, mm-hmm. Olympian, and MMA fighter in the world, but you could be terrible at wrestling. And she was unbelievable. Um, so she basically did a year full time with WWE. She just did WrestleMania last Sunday night. They're the first women to ever main event WrestleMania, which is what every guy that ever wrestles wants to do. It was Ric Flair's daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman named Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey and they had a great great match like it was really good but her status now is up in the air she might be done with WWF I don't think it was meant to be a long term thing for Ronda Rousey but yeah. she was really 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 good it surprised me that's funny so uh, the the other thing uh, these uh, uh, wrestlers like their wives like are they their real wives or is it just kind of so you like like Triple H and Stephanie yeah they're really married but in the so wrestling is the dirtiest shadiest business in the history of the world right like there is safe i don't want to say everyone but there's probably per capita more infidelity and drug use in wrestling and it's because these guys live a on the road it's think musicians think van or uh motley crew Mm -hmm. you know they're they're on the road they're living basically pretend lives when the camera's on right Mm -hmm. they got money and they're trying to numb the pain so they're doing anything they can to make the pain go away so triple h and stephanie it was all part of the show and then they ended up getting together in real life most guys if they have a a female with them in the ring it's not their actual spouse their actual spouse is is at home taking care of their family while they're out gallivanting but even for group. Triple H, though, he, he he was dating China mm-hmm. off, off. Yes. Yeah, and then he cheated yeah. on her with, with Steph. Steph and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a bad deal. I was like, because I had stopped watching it after, after that kind of that pinnacle and everything. I'm like, wait. And then I turned it back on and started watching it one other time. I'm like, what? When did 
Triple H kit with Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> yeah, we so we weren't allowed to watch wrestling uh, growing up, just with everything. With well, it. it prevents kids from jumping off of couches on the well, tables. Well, we did that anyways. I think the <laughs> well, we jumped off the balcony uh, onto the couch. Whoa! Uh, well, I was thrown actually. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, but I think the biggest thing, the reason why we didn't watch it, was uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, always cracking the beer. Yeah, hey, dude. Yeah, uh, but then uh, I was when I was babysat uh, by this family, older lady. They would always watch it, and so when I was there, and it would Don't come on, mom, we, wa- we watched it there. So I watched it a little bit, and then we had always play the video games with my cousins, who were allowed to watch and play those games. Heartbreak Kid was always my favorite. He's my all-time favorite. Meeting Man, him he- was the biggest. Dude, his, it was because it, it was like it was the rock was around, but he kind of came after that after HBK had left and obviously DX split and all that other stuff. But it was like, man, HBK, his 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 pers- personality on the show is just like so he has his career has two completely different stories to it. Yeah, he started in 84 and was a natural mm-hmm. like he was just great and, and peaked 96, 97. Yeah. But he also peaked as an all time a-hole like he was a horrible human being by his own accounts we got hurt really bad and had to retire in 98 Mm -hmm. which is right when the wrestling boom was happening right so he suffered through the lean years of wrestling and got hurt and didn't get to reap the benefits of a business that was raking in money hand over fist though he had helped to get it there yeah so in the time that he retired he started following jesus Mm -hmm. and they called him one day and said do you think you could come back for one thing and he did, and it turns out he had not missed a beat. So from 2002 until he retired in 2010, he was the be- still the best wrestler on the planet. Right. He was a much nicer guy. He was much more pleasant to be around. Remember, one he could. They wouldn't had some some wording in, his, in one of the scripts that he wanted to do, but he said, "No, I can't say that." He yeah, he wouldn't do the old DX yeah. thing. Yeah, um, he was he was very uh, still the same, but not yeah yeah it but, wasn't as. Just, I mean, he is, he is, I don't think you'd find anyone that would argue he's not the best wrestler of all time. He's my favorite of all time. So the line gets blurry for me. Um, plus, like I said, we met him one time and spent yeah. an afternoon with him cause he did a thing with some of our guys and man, it was like, it was, I, it's like the fifth best day of my life. Nice. Right. Well, maybe nice. let's see. I've married, I got one kid, third best day of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wasn't the Undertaker? Is isn't he a believer as well? Yeah, yeah. I think that that's happened in recent years. Okay. Um, I saw a video of him with a pastor up in Grapevine. I think he goes to Lake Hills down in Austin. Okay. Um, so he's yeah. I mean, I I, you that. never know these guys. Mm-hmm. You never like. It doesn't make me like them as wrestlers more because I think they might be a believer. No, no, no. But I like, I mean, I like to hear when anybody becomes a believer, but then when it's, especially the odd juxtaposition of him who played a dead guy and had a, had a, a certain time of his career where he's basically worshiping the devil. And his brother's name Cain. Yeah. So gosh, guys, I could talk about wrestling all day. I'm sorry. Anything else we need to talk about? This is, this, this may be the last one, but I used to (laughs) love the matches whenever, the Undertaker and Kane and all the lights would go off. It's awesome. It was like, who else could do that? Wrestling's just, about just the spectacle. Like, like all the lights go off. It was the greatest. It's unbelievable. Thing. And, and then, then like everyone the, turns their uh, 
now when Undertaker would come out, everyone would turn on their phone lights. Mm-hmm. So it's just, he's got the best entrance. Undertaker is the best gimmick in wrestling. He's got the best yeah. character ever in the history of wrestling. Is he, still gone? he makes an appearance here and there, but it's once a year at most. And this last year, Sunday night, he did not appear at WrestleMania, which is the first time. It's only the second time, I think, in 30 years he hasn't been at WrestleMania. So he's older. My wife actually knows him and his wife. Really? Because they live down in Austin. And Carrie used to be, she is an artist, but she used to do art full time. So she did some work in their house. So that's wow. her favorite wrestler, just because she's friends, personal friendship. I don't know. I like to say that, but I don't. <laughs> Carrie would not tell you. Oh yeah, they're best friends. But she she's got the Undertaker's wife's cell phone. They text occasionally. Mm-hmm. So we need to get him to come in and just kind of stroll in from the back. We'll, we'll get him. <laughs> we'll get him on a podcast episode. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be happy to drive up here and do that with you guys. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think he could fit in this room. I was about to say, <laughs> I just need him to just kind of walk in from the back of the LC just one Sunday. Just hey. He's hard to miss. You'd look at him and go, yeah, that's The Undertaker. The only person I think who would see him coming a mile away would be Mark Wobble. Because yeah. he has a thing for big men. Mark Wobble is a big man. I know. And that's why, if you ever notice when in the hallway, when like we're letting out somewhere, if there's a t- if you're talking to Mark and someone is Mark's height or, or taller, his conversation is over with you. He's going to just peel off and go over there. Yeah. And talk I want to Mark Wobble's voice. Yes, Mark can scream. And He's just got a... A radio Dreek. voice. Yep. He does. So does Derek. No. You do. Very smooth. No, no. I'm sorry to take up so much of y'all's time Man, with wrestling is, and hot takes this is, about this is why we do, This is why we normally do this on Fridays because we have all this free time, which yeah. is our off day. But if we could have done it Monday, we would have been compressed like, yeah. on schedule. Yeah. But this is, this I'm is glad that you're able to, on that you're able to do it. For us. For yeah. Sure. Is there anything else I can tell y'all that y'all need to know? Uh, where can people find you and the Wood Group? Since since we talked about that, do you mean the actual geographic location? No, I just or get in contact. Get in with contact you. with you, chrisalman.com. Have my very Chris own what? website. When is spell this? spell almond. Yes, yeah, spell A L L M A N. So that people don't think man. we're saying almond. No, most people do. C H R I S A L L M A N dot com. I'm going to judge this website. Well, Sorry. it's well, a company website. I didn't okay, make it. Mind. I used to have my own website that I would like write have, content for. I don't have time for that anymore. Oh, this is true. You're doing yeah, the he's show, too busy, man. you know, now, now recording we know. podcasts with people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it, it's never good to say I don't have time when you just spent 90 minutes just <laughs> BSing with some guys. But just because we're all friends and we know each other, that is talking, why. Talking is so much easier than writing anyway. So, it is. You know, Jeremy's wanting on here really bad. Jeremy Daniel? Yes. That's going to be terrible. So if if we would have, if he would have, because he if you would have been here and Jeremy, we would have never had to talk at all. The two of you would have yep. been going back and forth about wrestling for the next two hours, probably. Yeah, but yeah, I appreciate you guys talking to me about wrestling and not making fun of it. No, some dude, people I, like, man, it's fake. They, it immediately goes to. So do you wear like your underwear and stuff? And that ticks me off because there's so much more to it. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I shouldn't say it ticks me that off. Handsome it still guy agitates me just a little bit, but. Yeah, that's just that's just what you do in wrestling. One of my know? questions is like, okay. About wrestling or about loans? No, about wrestling. We're, I'm done with loans. That takes me down a rabbit hole that I can never get out of again. Uh, <laughs> how do you take the chair? When you see them hitting with the oh, chair. hitting people with a chair, yeah. How, how does that happen? Uh, Where's the good Back spot? when it was an acceptable practice, now with everything that people know about head injuries mm-hmm. and CTE and yeah. long-term brain damage, it's not. Okay. You won't. You don't You'll see that see anymore. anymore. You'll okay. see a chair across the back, mm-hmm. and there is no secret to it. Oh, you're just getting oh, smacked dang. on the back. With it's the chair. just hit them with the right part of the chair. 
so make sure that flat. Yeah, and it's up to the wrestler to feed in correctly. Don't right? try this, people. If you're some kids, like, don't don't, yeah. don't try it. Well, know. one time I ain't smoked. Nobody listening. One time I ain't trying to get sued. So one time when we were doing it at Mary Harden Baylor, our like stupid crud before we learned to wrestle, I had this lawn chair, and I thought <laughs> I'll hit my brother with this because it's a lawn chair, oh. right? Like it'll just. If nothing else, the like netting is one of those kinds of like the yeah. netting seals. Like he'll, his head will just pop through and it'll be funny. Yeah. Well, throwing a chair shot is harder than like hitting a softball, right? There's just multiple moving things. Mm-hmm. And so the metal framing of the chair, I mean, I just tagged him right in the head. I and bet I, everybody watching loved it, though. Uh, I'll tell you one guy that loved it. Me, because I started laughing. <laughs> I just clocked my brother in the head. But I think earlier in that match, he had thrown a Home Depot bucket across the ring and hit me in the head. So I'm telling you, I got, he got, oh, my brother man. got hurt one time. It may have been his last match. We were in Northern California in Forest Hill, which is just north of Sacramento. And he broke his hand and flying back. I don't know if it was the air pressure in the cabin. But his hand like swelled up like Will Smith and Hitch, oh. <laughs> and it was like we both were like, "Oh my gosh!" We thought his hand was going to explode. Like yeah. we really just thought his whole arm was just going to explode. Yeah, the cabin pressure. Yeah, but that was his. He he quit after that because he had a newborn, and then he had to go like to his job in a cast, and he was like, "I can't do this anymore." Yeah, you know. And it's another thing that's not lucrative. Yeah, you know. I think the most money I've ever made in a year wrestling was like. Whoa, that's a lot of pain. I drove to Memphis one time. This was near the end when I was like, I got to stop doing this. I left Memphis. I left uh, Bedford, Texas at 7 a.m., drove to Memphis, got there about 2. It was a television taping, sat there, wrestled for 10 minutes, lost, which I lost a lot. Waited for the rest of the television taping because the guys that I rode with Mm -hmm. were in the main event. So left Memphis at 10, got some food, got back in bed in Bedford, Texas at 6 a.m. for $35. So I lost money, right? Because you got to get food and you got to split your trans. And that's when I was like, and my wife has never, Carrie has never been like against me wrestling just to be against it. Yeah. But she's a, she weighs all the things I say about it and the way that it's made me feel. Like yeah. I have like your love for it. You can just see the excitement. Yeah. yeah. And so she will, wife. she'll yeah. extend some grace, but she knows that I really need to not be doing it. Yeah. Like my body has suffered long-term damage from it for 19 years, but she's really sweet once a year. When I, I ask her, I don't tell my wife I'm going to wrestle on May 18th. I say, Hey, Rob asked if I would like to come on the 18th. Is that Okay. Through gritted teeth, yeah. yeah. Through gritted teeth, she says yes. So hopefully, I'll be Get in church. Out your system hopefully, now. I'll be in church on the nineteenth, <laughs> all in one piece. I'll let you. You'll know. be in one piece. You'll be in one piece for sure. This has been fun. Sorry, I kept yeah. you guys. No, no, no. It's only so been much. ninety minutes. That's not too bad. Yeah. No, that's not bad at all. Just two episodes. Is there anything else we need to talk about? We talked real estate and loans, wrestling, where mm-hmm. I'm from, Zach buying a house, Don Meredith. <laughs> this has come the, a long McLeod. way. This was, Matthew McLeod. This was, this was the perfect podcast. It was like the Seinfeld of podcasts. It was about nothing. That's and it. Yet about everything. That's it. I'm done. Yep. <laughs> well, you want to talk about CrossFit? Do you? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just got a text from our owner. They're mad that. 
people leave the gym dirty. Oh. So I'm going to, she asked me if I wanted to be an a-hole for them and get mad at everyone. <laughs> no, sure. He, he trying to just tell everybody, he, he should just go in as prison Mike. <laughs> prison Mike. No, prison Mike. <laughs> this was fun. Thank y'all. Yeah. Hey, man. Thanks we'll have you on again for sure. Absolutely. We'll talk more wrestling. And There's you, uh, now I know who my if, if I'm never in, Zach can just call you in. No, it's better to be the third wheel. Mm. The, there's less pressure to be the respondent we, than the driver you, of content. You talked the whole time. It was perfect. Yeah. Is that we, bad? Is that no, okay? No, that's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we want. I mean, okay, it did, I'm telling you, it you, did go to an informative spot. I mean, we had some mortgage talk in there. We yeah. learned some, more, some about wrestling. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Education. Yeah. Well, y'all were the ones that booked me, so it's your funeral. <laughs> you took your own podcast hey, life by I having me on. I guarantee you, uh, all of our listeners will enjoy it. All three. <laughs> Who is a subscriber? I subscribed yesterday. Did you? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Awesome, man. Uh, I I know Jeremy Daniel. He he's probably a subscriber because he listens every week. Uh, Jamie Hip. I think so. He's caught up. I like yeah. Jamie Hip. I invited him to come in the studio. Yeah. To uh, just sit in on John's show. Yeah. Which y'all yeah. can too if you ever want to. He'll put yeah. you on the air. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Hey. I'll come Wait sit in. He'll know. say, "This is uh, this is Wooly and Sasquatch." <laughs> hey. Welcome. We'll, we'll we'll do a Wooly and Sasquatch show from. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna from nine to ten. <laughs> Listen, here's who we've had Sports. on. We'll in bring our mics in the last ten days. Because Baylor sports are starting to wrap up, right? Like right. spring football game is Saturday, basketball's done. There's just mm-hmm. Baylor and softball that are the the kind of French ones you have to give the most attention to. So we're kind of looking for things to kill time. So last week we organized a donut delivery to a listener. A guy just randomly brought us in donuts earlier this week. I let John know I'd never been fishing, so he called somebody at Baylor Athletics and got him on the phone. You've never been fishing? No. Okay. So now we got a fishing trip planned. Nice. We've started to talk about national days of the day. Today's National Licorice Day, if anybody's interested. Mm. So it's that summertime season where if you get anywhere near the studio, you're going to end up on air because <laughs> we just need to kill some time. That's well. awesome. That may be a good boost, a good crossover, and then get some 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 traction again, for Willie and. But again, the the listeners to the JMO show are all probably seventy and up, so getting them to subscribe on iTunes might be a bit of a challenge. Yeah, can you bring me some butterscotch? <laughs> <laughs> Worthers are the best. Anytime we need a ratings bump, we just get Grant Taff on <laughs> Golden. Oh, Grant Taff, <laughs> yes. Southwest Conference Days. All right, guys. Thank y'all. Hey, man, this was great. I got to go back to work. I don't want to, but I got to go close them loans and get rich. Hey. Yep. <laughs> got to pay for all those. You got to pay for the insurance, right? That's right. <laughs> I do. I got to <laughs> pay for all my medical issues. Yeah. All right. Thanks, awesome. boys. Hey, man. Thank we you. appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it. Hey guys, thank you for, if you have made it this far in the episode, hey, we appreciate you guys hanging with us this long. Again, always, you can follow us on Instagram at Willie and Sasquatch. Also use the hashtag Willie and Sasquatch if you have any questions or want us to do something random on the show or you have a topic that you would like for us to talk about or just want to reach out to us. We do monitor and follow that hashtag on a regular basis right now there are zero comments (laughs) 
Also, follow us on Twitter at Wooly Sasquatch. We really, uh, hey, Twitter is where it's going down. Well, not for us because we have zero followers except for me and Zach. But anyway, appreciate you guys. Until uh, next time. Zach, just going to leave me hanging there. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs> <laughs>